Now, friends, over the years, we've had many special guests here. We've had the Stig, we've had James Bond, we've had Kermit the Frog, we've had a Dalek. Today, you've got to go back in time. We've got Mary Magdalene and a special reporter from Jerusalem. Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, it's great to have you here. I'm from Jerusalem Weekly News, and uh, this morning I have the privilege of interviewing Mary Magdalene, and she's going to be telling us about some of the events that unfolded at this very tomb. So Mary, it's great to have you here. Thanks for coming. Great to be here. Great to be here. So, uh, so yeah, this place has real significance for you. Uh, This is where you found out uh, about Jesus rising from the dead, and we're going to talk about that later, but I wonder, could you tell us what it was like following Jesus? Meeting, and then... It's on. Uh, meeting on. and then following Jesus. It changed my life. I mean, no one has ever recognized me or taken me as seriously as Jesus did. It's like he saw me for me as a woman, yet still thought I was someone who was worthwhile and had value. Okay, so it kind of sounds like um, he had a different approach maybe to women and some of the other, other rabbis. Maybe talk about what it was like being a, a follower of Jesus as a woman. Well, I'll just go as far as saying that actually... Jesus' approach to a woman was one of the most significant things about his ministry. I mean, he, he saw us for who we were, and, and he, he really liberated us and set us free. And, and he, he just treated us as, as equals and as actual people. And, and for me, you know, he healed me, and he set me free, and he, he just changed my life. Jesus was the most amazing man who ever lived. Okay. Um, I wonder if you could now share with us uh, that really intimate moment where you anointed his feet uh, with oil and, and rubbed your hair on his feet. Mm. What was that like? Well, Jesus had just done so much for me. You know, he'd given me so much. and He'd given me everything back in my life, given me a hope, and I just, I just wanted to give him back anything I could. But, but even that, it wasn't enough. Okay, so you were at the cross with Jesus' mum. Mm. What was that like? That was the worst experience of my life. I mean... Watching Jesus up there was just torture. Was, he was just in such agony. And, and people were there, they had whipped him and they had beaten him and they were spitting at him. And it was just such a contrast to just a few days earlier when that same crowd of people were cheering Jesus into Jerusalem. Yeah, I remember that because we had really good coverage that day. Yeah, yeah, because all the amazing things he'd done. Okay, these amazing things. Could you share with us what were some of these amazing things that he did? Oh, so Jesus, you know, he was, he was just unstoppable. He was crazy. He'd go around and he would just heal people. He'd heal their, he'd heal their eyes and he'd uh, make them see again. And he'd, he'd make people hear who were before they were deaf. And you know, he even raised people from the dead. And he was, he was just amazing. And one of the most incredible things about what Jesus did was is that he, he spent time with the broken and those that were lowest. And, and people like me who, who have a... Um, people wouldn't have given time to, and he just gave us time and hope back in our lives. Okay, so it really does sound like he's had an obvious impact on your life. But tell us, just after he died, after he'd been on the cross, you went back a few days to the tomb. Um, how were you feeling that morning? We just, we were just so desperate to get to the tomb because we just, we just wanted to anoint his body, and we couldn't go on the Sabbath, so we had to go as early as we could on the Sunday morning and we were there, we had our oils and we had our ointment ready just to anoint Jesus' body and, and we weren't quite sure what, what to expect really because how are we going to move this, this big stone out of the way? Um, so we didn't really know what to expect when we got there. 
Okay, so what, what happened? Tell us what happened when you did get there. Well, when we got there, the stone wasn't in front of the tomb anymore. It was gone. It was moved. And so we ran as fast as we could. We ran straight into the tomb. And, and when we got in there, his, his body was gone. And, and we were terrified. We didn't know what to do. I mean, what, what were we going to do? Had someone taken his body or had someone stolen it? What, what were we going to do next? So you were quite freaked. We, we were terrified. What did, you, what did you then do? What happened? Well, an angel appeared to us in the tomb. And... And he said that Jesus was risen from the dead and that we were to go to Jesus' disciples and we were to say to them, we were to say everything that we'd seen and everything that the angel had told us. So we did. So the disciples, they must have been pretty stoked. The, the disciples, they, they didn't believe us, actually. They didn't know what, what, what we were talking about. They thought we were crazy. They thought that we were just overcome with emotion and that, that we were just really crazy. And I, and I can understand, you know, I can understand that. They might have found it really hard to believe that someone had been risen from the dead. But, but they'd been with Jesus and they'd seen all those amazing things that he had done. And they'd seen him raise other people from the dead. But they, they just didn't believe that Jesus had risen himself. Okay, so obviously you must have been pretty dejected at this time, pretty depressed. What did you do? So the disciples went back home and I, I just didn't really know where else to go. So I went back to the tomb and I was, I was feeling so confused and, and quite angry that they didn't believe us. But... But I just carried on, carried on going, and then I heard this voice. Someone behind me, they said, Mary. So I turned around, and behind me, there he was. It was Jesus. The risen Jesus was standing before me, and, and he was speaking to me. He was there, and, and he's my savior. Okay, so last question. It's really obvious he has uh, changed your life. Mm. Um, do you think he could do the same for others? Absolutely. I think, I think everyone needs to know about Jesus. Everyone needs to know what he's done for them. And anyone who accepts Jesus and believes what he has done and that he, he died and that he rose again, um, I reckon he can do the same in their lives. And my prayer for everyone is that they would know the joy of having Jesus in their lives and that, that he would transform theirs in the same way that he's transformed my life. Brilliant. Well, thanks so much for sharing and giving us your time. Guys, I'd like to say stay tuned because uh, broadcasting around the world, we have the Reverend Mark Mellowish who's going to be uh, addressing us. So do stay tuned after the break. Good morning. <laughs> Anybody else trying to work out what the definition of stoked was? Disciples were stoked. Singing, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I wasn't quite sure of that, but it sounded all right, didn't it? <laughs> sounded all right. You know, um, Easter Day is the day that changes everything. Uh, it, it, it's the day that, as was just described to us, changed everything in Mary Magdalene's life. We know that she was someone who throughout her life knew difficulty and rejection and yet in Christ Jesus she found acceptance and new beginnings. We know from the stories in the Gospels that that is true of everybody who met Jesus. That they started life knowing difficulty and then when they found Christ, when they accepted him as Lord and Saviour, they found a new way of life. They found a new beginning. They found a new hope. So this resurrection day, this Sunday, changes everything. 
The resurrection is at the heart of the good news. If you read the newspapers today, the newspapers are full actually of pretty depressing stuff most of the time, aren't they? They're full of uh, financial difficulties in Europe. They're full of uh, uh, difficulties across the world. We read of the, the problems in Syria. There is a load of news out there that actually we think that's too big a problem for us. I mean, what can we do about it? Can we possibly help be the answer to the problems that are so huge around this world? The truth is, the Resurrection Day says that we can. Most people live in a Friday world. Most people live in a, well, what can I do about it world. Many people live with difficulty and rejection in their lives. Uh, A famous preacher many years ago spoke, his name's Lockridge, and he, he preached a sermon and he said this, it's Friday, but Sunday's coming. It's Friday, but Sunday's coming. Many people live as though it was still Friday. There's so much difficulty, what can we do? On Friday, hope is lost. On Friday, Jesus was on the cross. On Friday, the disciples felt dejected. On Friday, the future seemed hopeless. On Friday... Pilate was struggling, the council was conspiring, the crowd was shouting for Jesus' death. On Friday, the disciples were like sheep without a shepherd. On Friday, Mary was crying. On Friday, the disciples were questioning what was going on. On the Friday, Peter was denying Christ. That's Friday people. And when we read the Gospels, we see that Jesus went and met the Friday people. I don't know what's going on in your life, but whatever's going on in your life, if you've got a Friday issue, Jesus comes to meet your Friday issue. He comes to meet you in your difficulty. Do you have insecurity about the future? Do you have uncertainty about your finances? Do you have uh, questions about your relationships? Do you have have, uh, issues uh, to do with work? Do you have... And the list can go on. Do you have those things? They're Friday issues. They're issues in which we need to place hope and new beginnings. And the hope and new beginnings only comes when Friday people become Sunday people. Sunday people are resurrection people. Sunday people know know the power and the good news that comes through Jesus' personal resurrection. Sunday people are people who know the stone that's rolled away, not just the stone that covers the grave. Sunday people are people who know the light that shines out of the grave. Sunday people are the people who know that there is something beyond this life. Sunday people are people who know a purpose and a reason for living. Sunday people are people who know the joy of the resurrection of Christ in their lives. Sunday people are people who live with a different perspective on life. Lots of people still live as Friday people. They live as Friday people. What can we do about this? There is no hope. What what, what answer is there to the world's problems? What answer is there to the the huge issues there are? That's just a Friday issue. The answer is Sunday's coming. The answer is Sunday's coming. Sunday's here, Sunday when the resurrection of Jesus Christ is made known. It was on Friday that they beat Jesus. It was on Friday that they put a scarlet robe on him. 
It was on Friday that he placed a crown of thorns on his head. It was on Friday he walked to Calvary. It was on Friday his body was stumbling. It was on Friday his spirit was burdened. It seemed on Friday as though the world was winning. It seemed that sin was having its way. It seemed that the Pharisees were celebrating. They'd finally just worked out a way to put to death this Jesus Christ. And the soldiers nailed Jesus' hands to the cross and his feet to that cross. And they raised him up next to two criminals. And the disciples were questioning what had happened to their king. And on Friday, he hung on the cross. But the good news, friends, is that Sunday has happened. His resurrection has happened. And we can take every difficulty we have in life, every issue we have in life, every bit of brokenness that we have in life, we can take it to that cross and we can place it at the cross and Jesus turns that Friday burden into a Sunday resurrection. He gives us new hope and new beginnings. I don't know what you've come to church with this morning. We'll all have come to church with different things. Maybe you've got a burden that you're carrying. Maybe there's something that's waking you up at four o'clock every morning. Maybe you're going to bed with a heavy heart. I don't know what it is that consumes you. Maybe there's a huge decision to make in the future. Maybe you're concerned about something that's that's, uh, uh, consuming every part of you. It might be even affecting your physical life. That's a Friday burden. And today is a resurrection day. Today is when Jesus wants to put something of new life into that and change that Friday issue into a Sunday issue. He wants to offer resurrection into our difficulties. He brings brings hope out of hopelessness. He brings new life out of death. He says unless a seed falls to the ground and dies, it can't again produce new life. But it falls and dies, it will give new life. And he says if you'll give him the things that bring death and destruction and difficulty into your life, into his life, he'll turn those Friday issues into Sunday issues. We're just getting um, <clears throat> uh, medical evidence of this. But my friend Mark Aldridge was doing a new wine conference in Sweden Uh, last week, week before last, and um, uh, someone who was uh, blind after prayer can now see. They've got a video of it happening. Now that's amazing. That's a Friday thing, become a Sunday thing. Now we're getting the medical evidence of that from the doctors, so no one's doing any exaggerating or doing anything that's wrong, because we want to make sure we tell the right truth. A Friday issue becoming a Sunday issue. Resurrection hope. Chris and I prayed for somebody last week who was completely deaf in one ear. After having prayed for her, we could then whisper in that deaf ear and she could hear again. A Friday issue becoming a Sunday issue. Jesus takes our brokenness and our our illnesses and our pains and our problems and he brings new life and hope into them. The resurrection, friends, is at the heart of the good news. On the Friday, the earth shook, the sky grew dark, and Jesus let his spirit go. Hope was lost, it seemed. Death had won, sin had conquered. 
Jesus was buried, and the guards, the soldiers stood guard, and a rock was rolled in place. But Sunday came about. The resurrection happened. New life came about. New life, new life that says there's new hope and new beginnings for all of us. All of us who would say yes to Jesus. All of us who would say, I will choose to acknowledge him as my Lord and Saviour. Friends, we are a church who believes in being a Sunday church. We believe, we believe that God, through Jesus, is the good news. We believe in the gospel. We believe in the way of life that's written in the Bible. We, we believe that through Jesus, hope and healing come into people's lives. We believe in all of that. And I don't know what you've come with in your life today, but I really don't want anybody to leave today feeling they're Friday people. I want us to leave today feeling we're Sunday people. We're people with the good news in our hearts. We're people who are the spring in our step. We're, we're people with hope to share. We're people with thankfulness for what God has done for us. We're people with confidence in the gospel because we've seen what God can do. We're people who are spurred on, compelled to share this good news with others. The resurrection is at the heart of the good news. The resurrection is proof of Jesus' sonship. The resurrection means his power and his presence are here for us today. The resurrection is the springboard for mission. On Friday, the disciples were defeated and dejected. They had nothing. They said, it's all lost. On Sunday, they became different people. They went out to take the world on Sunday. They went out to change the world. How did they move from being defeated and dejected, seeing their saviour crucified, to being people who went out to preach in every market square they could find, in every village they could go to, about the resurrection of Jesus? Ultimately, they gave their lives for it. They wouldn't have given their lives for a lie. They had seen the risen Lord. Their lives had been changed. And many of us here, our lives have been changed. My life's been changed. My life's been changed by my saviour, Jesus. Got changed when I was in my late teen years and I've not looked back since. My saviour changed my life and he offers the same to each one of us here. Many of you know that good news. You know what it means. You know that Easter is not just about 26,000 tonnes of chocolate. Easter, Easter is about the risen Jesus who is the answer to your prayers. He is your hope for the future. He is the one in which you can place your life. He is the one who is secure and trustworthy. He is the one who wants you to walk with him. And the issues in the world, the answer is in Jesus. I know that sounds simplistic, but it is true. The answer is in our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Friends, we're to live not as Friday people, but as Sunday people. Would have lived not defeated and dejected and questioning where is God in this? Would have lived as Sunday people, trusting that our Lord has this world in his hands. And if we work with him, if we walk with him, if we live our lives by him, we can be others who do as he asked us to do in our reading today, to go on 
and continue this journey and share this good news and be people who continue the story of Jesus Christ, that there are many more Mary Magdalene's in this world. In my little Alpha group on Wednesday, um, with my co-leader, we had the privilege of praying for two people. We prayed for everybody in the group. We had the privilege of praying for two specific people. One was a young Muslim guy, a young Muslim girl who'd come, who on... Uh, Wednesday evening, described it. Uh, it, My my faith tells me we're always look for God, look for God, look for God. And in Jesus Christ, I've just found God. And she gave her life to the Lord. And the Hindu guy who came with her, he said exactly the same. He said, in my life, we're told to look for God, look for God, and work for God, and do things for God. And now in Jesus Christ... I found the God I've been looking for. And he gave his life to the Lord. Two more in the kingdom of God. Two more resurrected people. Two more who know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Two more whose lives are radically changed, like Mary Magdalene's, because they've been moved from being Friday people, searching in the darkness, to being Sunday people, having found the good news of our Savior Jesus. So I want to simply this morning offer that opportunity. If you are a Friday person to become a Sunday person, to say yes to the resurrected Lord. But more than that, if you've come with a Friday burden, you've come with something that you think is just too big, I've got no hope, I don't know what to do with it, you've got something that wakes you in the morning, you've got something that causes you anxiety about the future, you've got questions to bring that Friday burden to Christ and to find the Sunday resurrection hope that only he can offer us. Is that okay? Can we stand?